Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Citizens of Perfectville, Dolph fans everywhere, you love sports. Not just the Dolphins, not just the NFL, but all sports. And the month of June is heating up with a ton of exciting sports action. And Bet Online is where you can find it. From basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures, Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right, 50%. So before the next tip off, face off, or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your Miami Dolphins, now part of the Believe Podcast Network. I am Sam Marcoux, and he is not the two-time Hall of Famer. Chris Cullen is not on this episode, dealing with all kinds of fun stuff, vacations. His son is in the national championship for rugby. Uh, The guy is just too busy to be here. But since I love all the citizens of Perfectville and because I am contractually obligated to put out content every week, thanks to my advertisers, we have a special guest, none other than a good friend of mine, huge Miami Dolphins fan, Mr. Jeremy Curry. Jeremy, how are you? I am well, everybody. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for having me. Perfectville, huh? Yeah, no, thank you for being here, Jeremy. We have talked about doing this for a while, and uh, we haven't been able to for a couple of reasons. Number one, we just now figured out how to get you to work your iPhone. So we're only one step ahead of the game. A little slow, Sammy. (laughs) (laughs) You were actually going to be on our live stream. You're the Thomas guy to go around, everybody, so I'm sorry. See, there you go. See, we skew younger here, Jeremy. Not a lot of people know what a Thomas Guide was. So a Thomas yep. Guide is actually a big book of maps. Uh, that's yep. what uh, Jeremy's referencing there. So a couple things about Jeremy that everyone should know here. Jeremy is, A, a huge Miami Dolphins fan. If you can't see it right here on the video, he's wearing Don't a damn. There you go. He's also, uh, he's also not quiet whatsoever uh he's also a stand-up comedian just like myself in fact if anybody's ever seen me do stand-up either on the internet or in person you can blame jeremy curry because jeremy curry is the one who got me into the business of stand-up comedy uh so it's his fault ladies and gentlemen but uh, he joins us here today we're going to talk a little miami dolphins we're going to talk a little stand-up comedy we're going to talk uh maybe a couple road trips jeremy and i've taken over the years for comedy and the miami dolphins and uh, just have a good time all together but let's start from the beginning here jeremy how in the hell are you from California, a Miami Dolphins fan? I don't know, man. And it, um, it's a curse. I, I wish I wasn't a Dolphin fan. I really don't. But I love it. I, you know, when I first started watching the Dolphins, they had David Woodley. Um, and we lost to the Washington Redskins in the Super Bowl against John Riggins. I hated the Redskins since day one. When Joe Theismann broke his leg, when Lawrence Taylor snapped it, I cheered. <laughs> <laughs> Good. You got a ring. Absolutely, you can swear. We okay, can. sorry. Fuck <laughs> them. You know what I mean? Because no. Kim Bocamper had an interception, ready to go to the end zone, and Thiesman knocked it out of his hands. That would have been huge. We would have got that touchdown in that game. Yeah. So that that Super Bowl was like 1981, if I'm not mistaken, or 1980, somewhere in that range. Yeah. So you so were probably about seven or eight, right? And I cried. I cried. I went outside. And I, I, I was so angry. I was heartbroken, bro. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's why the the song by Hootie and the Blowfish, Darius Rucker, and the Dolphins make me cry, uh, makes total sense for somebody like Jeremy and myself. See, I didn't cry over Super Bowl because I haven't seen that yet. I cry over AFC Championship games of Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, and Andre Reid yeah. just killing Dan Marino's career uh, and never letting him get back to the Super Bowl. But uh, so there you go. Everybody has the heartbreaking story, and uh, unfortunately for the Miami I'm Dolphins, I'm, I'm a Dolphin fan. You want to hear another one? <laughs> yeah, let's hear another one. Uh, remember the uh, well, um, Dan Marino. Uh, God, we beat the Bears. We were 12 and four AFC championship game at home. We have the new England Patriots. They're the wild card. They have Steve Grogan yep. and they beat us. But see, isn't that okay? I mean, oh, that's oh, why like when I look back, oh, when I look back, but see, here's the, the thing. Orange Bowl. We never lost in the orange bowl, but we would have, we would have, we wouldn't have beat the bears twice. That's it. We would have beat. We would have beat the bears twice. Why do you say that? What makes you so confident? We, we would have beat them again. Uh, because Dan Marino was just on fire that year. Yeah. And, and and if anybody could have beat the 46 defense, it was Marino, which he did already when they were, what, 14-0 and 0 yep. in front of the world. I think the Bears were 12-0 in that game. And they were in front of the world, and Marino chalked them up. He did, but I also – I don't know. I don't know. that I think the Bears were licking their chops to get a hold of anybody. And, and if they would have gotten the Miami Dolphins again, that could have been a bloodbath in the Super Bowl. But uh, the Bears uh, chomped their teeth with the defense, and Marino was just too good. Just okay. too good. Well, let me ask you this. So in the 90s, we lost at, in Miami the AFC Championship game to Jim Kelly and the Buffalo Bills, who went on yep. to lose, uh, you know, obviously 17 Super Bowls in a row. But that, that year they lost to the Dallas Cowboys. I think that was the first year they played the Cowboys. Had Miami won that game at home, the AFC Championship game, would they have beaten Dallas in your estimation? Or was Dallas no. just too strong? No, right? We would have lost that one. Yeah, I agree. We yeah. So it, it, that's why I kind of look back and I go, I don't know if I could have dealt with a Super Bowl loss uh, to the Cowboys at that tender age of like 12 years old. I that would have been tough. Yeah, to losing the Super Bowl, the AFC Championship game. You know, that's that's the things you need to ask yourself. But I remember when I was a kid and I was in the grocery store and the four, uh, the 49ers beat the Dolphins and Marino's only Super Bowl appearance. And people say, oh, he'll be back. And I'm like, yeah, he probably will. He yeah. never will be back. <laughs> well, he's, he's been back, just not as an active player. He just kind yeah. of like the rest I'll of them. Get that because you know, we're living in the Bay Area. Everyone's a 49er fan, and everyone's like, Duh, 49ers, 49ers. And we got hammered. And someone goes, Oh, you guys will be back. Don't worry. And Marino never went back. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of going back, I mean, you and I went to a game a couple of years ago. This is actually a fun road trip. So, Jeremy and I got up uh, first thing in the morning on a Sunday, and we drove down from Northern California to Southern California. So, those that don't have a Thomas guy like Jeremy talked about, uh, that's probably about a five to six hour trip, right? I mean, just getting in the on car the and five. heading down. On, on Highway 5, just a straight shot down, but very boring. It's just nothing but cows and truckers the entire way down there. But we got up and drove down there because the Los Angeles Rams were playing our Miami Dolphins, and we wanted to see them in person. And they're playing at the Coliseum, uh, which is in USC, and it's just it's just a shithole. And it's not meant for adult NFL f- f- uh, football fans. Sitting. What's that? <laughs> I said, you might as well have the game in your backyard at that stadium. It was It's such garbage. And we sat there with our big fat ass. In the rain, by the way, that's the other thing. That's that's a good point there, Jeremy. So we drove all the way down there. We ended up taking some sort of public transportation to get to the stadium, and it's Los Angeles. So neither one of us decide that we're going to wear you know pants or anything other than maybe a jersey and shorts and flip flops. And it fucking rains like the three times a year that it rains in Southern California. It happens to be that day. It's cold. It's windy. It's wet. The stadium is three hundred and fifty-two years old. I think the original actual Trojans played at this place, and uh, we're playing. <laughs> 
we're playing the Rams in the worst environment ever and one of the most boring games ever. Aaron Donald is just eating Ryan Tannehill's lunch. But at the end of the day, we end up winning that game because that was kind of the breakout game of Devontae Parker, right? That was the Devontae. Devontae Parker. And we had an amazing time, but it didn't stop there because something that I think our listeners know about me, they don't know about you, is that we're both Los Angeles Lakers fans. So after the Dolphins beat the Rams, that was the end of our day. We were going to drive back to Northern California again. So six hours down in the car, we watched the whole game here at the stadium. And then at the, we get this bright idea of let's just walk to Staples Center and watch the Lakers and the Chicago Bulls it's play each other. In wet clothes through Los Angeles. I mean, it's not like right next door to each other. This is like a two-hour walk. South Central, Central Los Angeles. Just walking through South Central to get to downtown. And then we get to, we actually get there. We bought tickets online on the way on our phone. We get tickets and we get there. We're bone-ass tired. We're tired. You know, we're wet. We're like just disgusting. And we walk in and uh, we had tickets that were like nosebleeds, right? Well, I just remember you sitting down in the very first like wheelchair access point right underneath the basket. I'm like, Jeremy, we can't sit there. And you're like, yes, we can. I'm not going up there. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> What's the guy in the wheelchair going to do to me? I'll fight him. I'm like, okay, yeah, fair roll him down. I'll roll him down that way. And uh, and at the time, just to put that in reference as to when this was, Jimmy Butler, who's now on the Miami Heat, was actually on the Chicago Bulls and maybe not as well-known as he is now. And I remember at one point you turned to me in the third quarter and go, who the fuck is Jimmy Butler? Because he had like 45 <laughs> points. Like I couldn't stop. I couldn't miss. He couldn't miss. He had 45 points, and there was still like seven minutes left in the third quarter. Yeah. And then to top that off, not only did we go to the Dolphins game and then walk through the entire you know county of Los Angeles and go to the Lakers game, which they lost, but <clears throat> we got in the car and drove all the way back home. I think we landed at home four in the morning. We left at five in the morning Sunday. We got home at four in the morning Monday. You're a man, dude. You drove all the way back. You yeah, you were, you were the worst like passenger because Jeremy would sleep in the car and then he'd wake up after like an hour and go are you okay and i'm like yeah i'm okay and he goes good and then goes back to sleep and just <laughs> wake me up when you get to button willow yeah yeah when you get to fresno make sure you check in but uh it was a great trip i i still tell that. i mean that was years ago and i still tell that trip because nobody can believe me that we hit two professional sporting events in one game in one day on the, the other side day. that is a real sports day it was. It was a truly, a, truly a sports day. Twenty three of the twenty four hours spent just you know road tripping, doing, doing uh, sports stuff, drinking. Uh, by the way, that was that was involved. Not while driving, of course, but in between the games and during the games. Uh, just a fantastic time. So uh, we're here with Jeremy Curry here on Welcome to Perfectville. He's filling in for the Doctor Christopher Cullen. We're talking about how Jeremy became a fan. He is also a stand up comedian. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in segment number two. But let's talk about the current team here, Chris. We talked about you know David or Chris. Sorry. Sorry, Jeremy. Uh, old habits here on the Chris? podcast. Chris is Chris is where you Chris. normally sit. Yeah, Chris is not here this week. Sorry, Jeremy. Chris, um, Chris Carter yeah. wasn't a dolphin. Chris Carter was a dolphin, and the only pass he dropped uh, was in the end zone against the Minnesota Vikings. Cost us the playoff. Uh, let's not talk about that. But uh, so the current team. The I know you were, you were not a fan of Ryan Tannehill, right? You were not. Not really. Not really. And now he goes to Tennessee. Of course, he's got Derrick Henry, and now he's got some really good weapons on the wide receiver side. But you look at what he's done with Tennessee over there, and I was more of a defender. You and I have talked about this a lot. I'm like, I like Tannehill. I think he's not the best, but he's really good. He's thrown 53 touchdowns in the last two seasons for the Tennessee Titans. And good for him, man. But, I mean, I just goes to show you, I mean, you put him with a good team, and he, do, he does all right. You know what I mean? He had yeah. a running game, play actions there. A.J. Brown's a beast. Uh, and I'm happy for the guy. I just – you know, when the Miami gave him $100 million, I just shook my head. 
And I said, this guy's not a hundred million dollar quarterback. And, but you know, I mean, shit since Marino, who's been good. Yeah. I wish Chad Pennington, who was good for one season and then he sneezed too hard. He and tore his... Yeah. He, he did have a wildcat. Cat. That's true. He had Ricky and Ronnie doing their thing uh, along with Jake long and everybody else along that line. That's true too. Yeah. So, um, but so we moved on from Tannehill. We have Tua Tungavailoa. I think you're a little bit higher on Tua than you were Ryan at any point. But Tua had what most would consider a disappointing rookie season, especially when you compare it to the Justin Herberts of the world uh, and some of these other rookie quarterbacks over the last few years. But what are your thoughts on Tua now going into the second season here for the Miami Dolphins? I, I it's just you 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 don't know. I mean, the the, the argument is is uh, we have no weapons. So um, who knows? I mean, hopefully he gets some type of weapons. I know everyone is jerking off uh, Herbert, whatever, but he has good players to throw to. Yeah. Keenan Allen, he had two two good running backs, got a good tight end. So um, we'll see. The jury's still out on Tua. The thing that I – he just looks too small out there. So um, I, I hope he's good, man. I really do. I, I'm cheering for the kid. Um, you know, and then the next question is, is how many Alabama quarters have been good? You know, Joe Namath and Tua Tungavailoa. <laughs> yeah, that's about exactly. it. So, um, I mean, Tua played with a lot of talent in college, so that helps. You know, you're you're playing with basically pros, and you're in college. So, I, I you know, Marine, I'm, I don't know, man. I, I hope he does well. Um, the jury's still out. He's a jury's still out. I mean, knowing what I know now, would I rather have grabbed Herbert than Tua? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I, I, I can understand the argument, especially after you look at Justin Herbert's stats. The one thing that Justin Herbert doesn't but he's have. Like six, what is the kids? Like 6'4", six, 6'5"? Six, he's, he's a big, strong kid. Absolutely. But the thing is, I mean, Oregon doesn't necessarily have a huge, you know, no. other than maybe Dan Fouts. They don't have a, a strong quarterback, you know, history either. And, you know, no. the, the, the knock on Herbert was that, you know, is, is, how is he going to win these games? And he hasn't won any games for the Chargers really at, at this point. I mean, 2-1 based on a good defense, you know, and, and just enough to get by on offense. Uh, I do agree. I don't think the weapons were great last year. I mean, if you look at who we actually had on the field as wide receivers against the Buffalo Bills, it was pretty much you, me, and Kabir Singh out there uh, for him to try to throw the ball to. So they did rectify that. They have Will Fuller. They got Jalen Waddle. You talked about the, you know, the, the basically pro talent that he had at Alabama. There's one right there in Jalen Waddle. Um, Devontae Parker is still very, very solid. And then, of course, you've got the tight ends, Mike Gesicki and everyone else that they have there. So I do think that the weapons thing is a, a value argument but i don't think it will be going into this season because they've addressed that so you know year number two finally has a mini camp finally has a you know uh has the ability to do well, we running game well okay so let's shift let's go to the running game I, I i think that's a valid concern is we don't necessarily have that bell cow back right what's that look at running game a running game Daniel. guys yeah two, i mean what, what was the number i mean 53 touchdowns in two years yeah because he's got a running game. He can do play action. We don't have a running game. And, um, I, I mean, I watched the drafts, and I know a lot of Miami fans figure oh, we're hoping to get Najee Harris. I was like, oh, that'd be a good one. And then we didn't get him, and we, we got the kid from the University of Miami. So hopefully he's a stud. And then just before uh, we drafted uh, the second round, possibly that kid from North Carolina was available, and then Denver traded up and grabbed him. Um, but maybe uh, our Coach Flores is, is just from that New England pedigree. Or he just doesn't give shit about running backs. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think they do look at it like, look, you know, we know that we need a running back. We need a running game to keep the passing game honest, but we know what the value is for running backs in the league right now. And unless you have Derrick Henry, we're not going to come off of, you know, we're not going to trade up. We're not going to spend high draft capital. I was with you. You and I were talking during the draft. I expected us to go high for a running back because they tried last year. They tried to get running backs and they just kept getting snaked. The kid that and went to a lot of money, Howard. Yep. What did he get? Like seven, eight million a year? Something like that. Yeah. Brita, like a five million a year. Yeah, I, I mean, I like Gaskin. I like Miles Gaskin, but I don't know. He's the guy that's going to be running the ball, you know, 350, 50 times a year. He's he's probably a guy that you know you want on the team, but I don't know that you want to turn around they on the goal line. Food, like you're on the team, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so they did address the wide receivers. They have the tight ends. They they keep throwing money and talent at the offensive line. Something's going to stick at that point. Hopefully, two is a guy that can actually kind of glue that all together but they haven't really yeah i hope um we weren't sexy last year i mean a couple big wins obviously beating the niners beating the rams were were, were big wins i mean we dominated the niners yeah i mean we that was that was probably the most uh, i don't want to sound proper grammar that was the best game we played all year it was it was definitely up there i mean i, I think when you, yeah when you was, look at it was i think it was yeah. like 28 to 28 to 7 before you oh. knew we exposed that Grappolo. Grappolo lost his job because of that game. That's true. That's true. You could you could probably draw a direct correlation, right? This is that, and that was that was the most impressive Miami looked all year last year. Well, and, okay. So when you look at that, and you look at the defense, because the defense really set the tone, especially against the Rams. Uh, I thought they looked really good against the Cardinals too. I thought that was a nice offensive defensive battle. We did a nice shootout yeah. with Kyler Murray. Um, so I would argue that the, the Cardinals game, we looked probably just about as good. No, um, we died. The Cardinal game was till the very end. Miami walked in with uh, the two corners, jammed the receivers, and said, we are playing one-on-one with your wide receivers. You're not going to beat us. And Xavier Howard and the, the guy we got from the Cowboys, Jones, what's Byron his name? Byron Jones, yeah, Byron Jones. Or, dude, we have a good tandem in, at corner. Very good tandem. Yeah, no, we do. Um, uh, and and that's that's the last thing I want to talk about the current team here. Xavier Howard did not show up to mandatory mini camps this week, and uh, the idea yeah. being that he wants a new contract. Uh, would yeah. you pay the man? He just signed a contract, didn't he? A couple of years ago, yeah. Did he sign a contract like a, two years ago? It was about two years ago, and at the time, I think he was one of the highest-paid cornerbacks. And then Byron Jones actually got a better contract than Xavier Howard did, and I think he's looking at that, going, well, "Hey, look, I, I did better than him. Why am I getting paid less?" I know, man. I, what do you do? Well, um, how's the guy from Auburn doing? The 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 first round pick we had two years ago in the draft. Well, he changed his number to number nine, so I don't know what that means, but uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, that's you know, yeah, he's number nine now. No Igbenogany. I'm sure. <laughs> well, but here's the thing. Yeah, exactly. Reggie Roby out there. Um, but here's the thing that I, uh, you know what I, I didn't realize? Number, number nine. Do you know who Reggie Roby was? What, what yeah, his number? Do you, you, know, do you remember what his number was? Four. He was four. I would have thought, I would have guessed, I would have put money that it was, he was number one. And I saw a card the other day and it was number four. And I'm like, oh, oh shit, I would have got that wrong. I autograph on a pennant. Do you? Did he sign so it with Dolphins his toes? The 49ers in the Super Bowl. I went to the team hotel, the Dolphins. I got all their autographs except for Dan Marino. <laughs> Yeah, that guy's I not got, gonna amount to anything. I didn't get not. I did not get Dan Marino. I did not get Mark Clayton. I did not get Mark Duper. But everybody else's I got. Oh well, I yeah, <laughs> the three-headed monster that that yeah, era is known for. About mingle, but I got Bruce Hardy. I got Jim Jensen. I got the Blackwood brothers. I got them all. 
Well, I'm I'm glad you got Bobby Humphrey's uh, autograph there. I'm sure that's worth a pretty. <laughs> he was on the team. Who was, in who was the running back of that? Sam, was it Sammy Smith? No, God, who was our running back? Tony Nathan, maybe. Yeah, it might have been Tony Nathan or Fouad Rivez. That was our kicker, I think. Maybe Bernie. Um, I'm not sure. Parmley's <laughs> still in the league somewhere. I know that. Um, it wasn't Bernie. Um, no, no, no. He was he was in the '90s. That, that you know it was well, interesting. I'll tell you, one of the running backs was wasn't a starter. Number thirty-four, Woody Bennett. Woody Bennett. Well, there you go. See that that is knowledge, ladies and gentlemen. We got a couple people shaking their head. Go. I remember Woody Bennett. I do not. Woody Bennett for thirty-four. God, who was the starting running back that team? Well, we had Marino. We were in the first yeah. first down, four wide receivers, shotgun. Right. <laughs> I, I love telling the story, but I remember after Marino uh, retired, he had like two hundred and fifty-three career interceptions or something like that. And they asked him how many were his fault, and he looked him right in the eye and said, "None of them. <laughs> None of them. <laughs> it's all the wide receivers' fault." Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it was kidding. He's like, "No, these motherfuckers cost me two hundred fifty-three passes." But. um well, we're talking to Jeremy Curry here. Let's take a quick break. Let's go pay some bills. We'll come back. We're going to talk about some comedy here because Jeremy and myself have been doing comedy for, gosh, I don't even know how long now. And, uh, some of our friends do comedy, and we have some famous friends, and we're all just very well, important. We're at, uh, year, uh, year nine. Yeah, I think I'm at year seven or year eight. Year seven. Yeah, year uh, – yep, yep, seven and a half years. I, I sort of left supported, supported me in my first Tommy T show. That's right. I was. You went to Kirby. <laughs> <did> that show. <laughs> well, let's talk about how bad we were at comedy when we started right after these words. We'll be back right we after <laughs> these words. Citizens of Perfectville, why do just four companies control 80% of the U.S. meat industry? Because big food crushes the little guy. You can help change all that with moinkbox.com. Why are 97% of the chicken served in the U.S. dipped in chlorine? Simple, because big food doesn't have the same quality standards as the family farm. That's why you need moinkbox.com. The best bacon, the best steak, the best chicken, and the best salmon you'll ever eat won't come from the grocery store. No, you'll only find it on the family farm and caught by independent Alaskan fishermen. That's why you need moinkbox.com. Why moink? Well, because moink was founded by an eighth-generation farmer. That's right, eighth-generation farmer who was featured on Shark Tank. The host, Kevin O'Leary, said it was the best bacon he's ever tasted. And you know what? I got to agree. And Jamie Smirnoff, creator of the Ring Video Doorbell, invested in Moink as well. Join the Moink movement today. Go to moinkbox.com slash believe right now. And listeners to the show get free bacon for a year with every box ordered. Can you understand what I just said, ladies and gentlemen? Free bacon for a year with every box ordered. That's one year of the best bacon you'll ever taste, but for a limited time. Spelled M-O-I-N-K box.com slash believe. That's moinkbox.com slash believe. Moink meat is so delicious, and I love it. And you will, too. Get Moink right now. And we're back. Sam Marku, Jeremy Curry, talking Miami Dolphins football. He's wearing a Dan Marino jersey. I feel like a bad fan. I'm not wearing anything Dolphins right now. But you know what? You guys know who I am, so you don't need to know that I'm a Dolphins fan. Got the fan. throwback. Look at that patch, everybody. He's got the 75-year patch. Yeah, let's hear funny story. Yeah. So it's my wife's birthday, right? She goes out. I'm working. Uh, she goes out uh, with some friends, and it's her birthday, and she gets drunk. She's hammered. Um, the, so she's hung over. The, the, and my wife just never drinks, never gets drunk, never hung over, but it's her birthday. She's all hung over. So I go to the mall, and I see this jersey. <laughs> I go back to the house, take her birthday money, oh, and no. go buy this jersey. <laughs> 
I go, happy birthday, babe. I got a Marino throwback. Uh, the, so she knows the stars. Have, have you told Jenny this story? Is this breaking oh, news? All the time. <laughs> Just wait, wait, for the a, time. wait for a frying pan to come in. And all I care about is myself. And I hear about that story. So I might as well just share it with your listeners. <laughs> just, in case you ever come to the show and meet my wife in the back of the bar. Oh, uh, I love that story. She was drunk, <laughs> so I took her her birthday money. I, I still have the wife, though. I still have the wife, everybody. But I go. still have this jersey. I got I the wife and the jersey. jersey. Nice jersey. <laughs> it is a nice jersey. Well, let's think you talked about your shows. Let's talk about your shows. How'd you even get started in comedy? I don't even know if I know this. Um, my son turned 18, 19, you know. I was like, you know what? He's not going to have any potential or anything. So I was like, you know what? Let me go. Uh, let me see if I can ruffle some things up. And I always thought I could do it. I was watching uh, Daniel Tosh, Tosh.0. Another Dolphins comic, I, yeah. I just did it, man. I just did it, and I was god-awful. Uh, and I remember the first time I did an open mic, I did terrible. My wife's brother came, and he goes, when's your web redemption? <laughs> <laughs> when are you gonna go back and try it again? <laughs> uh, so like a couple months later, bad. But I just kept doing it, man. I kept doing it. It's amazing how it just gets in there because my first time was not good. I've talked about it on this show uh, many, many times. I've written blogs about how bad my first time of comedy was. But somehow, some way, you get back on stage and then you just keep doing it until you become passable and then eventually good. Nothing, nothing like the first time though, bro. Nothing like it. It's. You know, and it takes it just takes a while. I, I, and I tell people why I do it. It's just the desperate seek of attention. Well, everybody who's ever been on stage for more than once uh, has a screw loose or two in their head. I was talking to Jim Florentine about this, and it's a very much a look at me thing. This is, you know, we're, we're there to make you laugh, but it, you're there to make us feel good. I mean, that's kind of the relationship we have with the audience there. Uh, so when you don't laugh, you know, we get pissed off because you're we're there for you're there for us and we're there for you. Um, but, uh, how did you, so you, you started doing comedy and then, um, a good friend of the show, he's been on the show many times, uh, Kabir Singh, everybody just saw him on America's Got Talent, uh, absolutely destroyed the audition and is moving on to the next round there. Um, how did you hook up with Kabir? Cause I met Kabir through you and, uh, you know, that just became our group. Well, we're from the we're from the same city. And as I started getting a little bit better at comedy, I won't say good, a little bit better. People started to ask me, Hey, you know who Kabir Singh is? And I said, I have no idea who this guy was. And I was I was starting to do like more and more stuff at Tommy T's. He was touring, I guess, in Europe or some stuff. And then he finally came back and um, he did a show for Rick James. So I went to the show, checked him out. And I was like, OK, OK, that's what it looks like. And then he put together a fantasy football league. And I was like, I'm in. So I went to Mount Mike's, met him at Mount Mike's, gave him my 50 bucks the fantasy football league and that was it we became friends ever since the next thing you know he's putting me on shows i am not ready for <laughs> but that's how you get ready in all honesty i mean doing those shows where you're like i'm not supposed to be here you got a little bit of imposter syndrome but I'm, then you make somebody laugh on those shows that you're not supposed to be on you're like okay maybe i'm okay maybe i'll be all right here i just the headline <laughs> oh i just i you know i was maybe laugh too i remember one time uh, you know you and i are part of this facebook group 
of all these it's called the bay area comedy network right and there's like five thousand people in this group whatever it is and it, 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 we're always getting new members new members new members and one particular new member wrote some impassioned post about how much comedy meant to them and how much they loved comedy and all they ever want to be is just a superstar in comedy and how do they do that you know that was the advice how do i become big in comedy like anybody has the answer to that and all these comments were like keep writing don't give up you know failed and get up and fail again and do all this and then all of a sudden uh, down at the bottom there's one post from jeremy curry that says just become friends with a headliner <laughs> work smart bro work smart not hard <laughs> And it was just, I could just tell the other 5,000 members were just throwing over tables like this motherfucker, because you're, that's what I was, the guy was like, how do I get booked on shows? Oh, go to open mics, network, all this. And you're like, just become friends with the headliner. He takes you everywhere. It's simple as that. And it was just like beautiful it, advice. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but I'm a commission salesman. So, you know, <laughs> you got to work smart. Yeah, you got you to know the angles. You got to get in there. So uh, for those that don't know, Kabir Singh is, is a really good friend of ours. Not a Miami Dolphins fan. He's actually a Seattle Seahawks fan. And that was another fun story that you and I and Kabir did. We actually went up to Seattle and uh, did comedy all weekend and then went to the Seattle Seahawks Miami Dolphins game. And that was the game, if you remember, that was the that was the uh, opener. That was the, uh, the the season opener when Kenny Stills had that beautiful pass from Brian. That was Kenny Stills. Remember, remember t- yeah, he had it. And then, and, and one of my oh, yeah. favorite, and one of my favorite moments of that is I was sitting with you and you got up and you turned your back when the ball was in the air and you were like talking shit to all the Seahawks fans. Number 12, uh, number 12, uh, number 12, just caught the passion. And everyone, all of a sudden the Seahawks fans burst out laughing. Right. And they're just cheering. And you turn around and you see Kenny Stills walking back to the huddle, not with the ball in his hand. And you turn, and you start talking shit to Kenny Stills. Like he could hear you. It was amazing. It was just amazing to see you. Take am I? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was that close. It hit him in the hands. It was going to be like an 80-yard touchdown. We would have won the game. We lost by five points, and that would have that would have been the game changer right there. But what do you guys? That's what you're going to. That's that's all that matters. That's, you know. But uh, we had a fun time doing Seattle. Heads held high. Yeah. Just and instead, Kenny Seal goes, no, no, no. <laughs> you can't do. <laughs> no, Jeremy. Jeremy can't have that much fun. What 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 are we doing here? Yeah. Both your team win. No, you can't. You can't have that much fun. You did well on stage. You can't have the victory as well. Had you yeah. bombed up in Seattle at the Pioneer Underground or wherever we were, Seattle Underground, Comedy Underground, then uh, then we would have won the game. So this is your fault for doing too well that weekend. Um, speaking of comedy, man, let everybody know what you're up to. I know you uh, you travel. You do this, that, there, and everywhere right now. I know you're in the Bay Area. Are you, uh, you hitting the road again soon? Hitting the road, going to L.A. Uh, things are going on. We're popping up. Obviously, you know, Kabir is going to be blowing up with the, the AGT stuff. But we have our uh, we have California comedy, so we'll be at the Ha Ha Club in Hollywood. We have Tommy T's. Uh, we have a theater in Orenda. So we have a lot of big things going on. We're definitely you're going to be definitely involved with that. So uh, things are, are going to be going crazy for us, guys. So uh, please come check us out. Our comedy's very good. Our shows are great. Um, so please, please, please support us. Um, and again, you know, continue to follow our friend Kabir as he marches on on America's Got Talent. And uh, the, the better he does, it's better for me and Sam. So, <laughs> yeah. If you don't like Jeremy and you like me, you root for Kabir. If you don't like yeah, me, but you like Jeremy, you root for Kabir. I mean, one of the three of us, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, again, well, we're all about working smart. We don't want to do open mics. Never again. Never no. again. I just want booked comedy gigs. That's all I want in theaters. <laughs> Good. Um, that's exactly right. Good, good book comedy clubs. That's exactly yeah. right. 
Uh, well, shit, man. Uh, why don't you do a joke? Do do one of your football jokes for everybody, if I can. I'll put you on the spot here. Do a joke. One of the things you never say, comic. Oh, tell me a joke. But I'm going to have you tell everyone a joke here. You could either do your Dolphins oh, joke oh, or you could do your. Oh, living here in the Bay Area, um, you know the Raiders have been garbage for a while, so it's really easy to make fun of Raider fans. And this guy comes up, he goes, "Who's your favorite team?" I said, "Dude, my favorite team is the Miami Dolphins." And he goes, "Dude, you haven't been shit since Ace Ventura." Pet detectives. There it is, everybody. And you know what? People are rolling their eyes right now. The Dolphins fans that are listening to this, the citizens. Yeah, of the I, you know, they sell Ray Finkel jerseys. <laughs> they sell, they do. They sell Ray. I saw a Ray Finkel jersey. Then I also saw an AC Slater jersey from Bayside High from Saved by the Oh, Bay. man. That's crazy. Thing. But I guarantee you, everyone listening to this going, oh, I don't know about that joke. That joke kills every single time. The Miami Dolphins on the national at this point are probably more well known because of Ace Ventura than anything else they've ever done. And I mean that what, sincerely. That, uh, that my movie. What's that? You want to hear a funny story? Yes. Okay. So check this out. So just before that movie came out, I'm in San Diego. The Dolphins are playing the San Diego Chargers the year the Chargers went to the Super Bowl. I'm at the AFC Divisional game. Miami is up 21-6. to 6. I'm talking shit to everybody. I'm telling everybody I'm booking a flight to Pittsburgh. We're going to be playing the Steelers. The whole second half, the Dolphins don't score. We lose 22-21 to 21 to Natron Means. I talk so much shit that the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the concession stand people who speak no English came in and started looking for me after that game. <laughs> True story. Oh, Natron Means is like a thorn in Dan Marino's side. I didn't realize. I forgot. Yeah, he was there with Stan Humphreys, and then uh, Natron Means was actually on the Jacksonville Jaguars on Dan Marino's yeah. last game. So Next, I woke up in Tijuana. Yeah. They- <laughs> Uh, we're not going to top that. So we're just going to end there. He's been Jeremy Curry. I went to a third world country instead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Instead of going to Pittsburgh, I went to a third world country. A third world country. They say, come on in. <laughs> it could have been Pittsburgh. You don't know. I mean, Pittsburgh. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, hey, Jeremy, thank you very much for joining us here on Welcome to Perfectville. It's uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you. I love Absolute being Absolute honor. You. Thank you for thinking of me. Thank you for having me. Congratulations on the success of your podcast, man. Thank you, uh, sir outstanding sammy i love you bro thank you i uh, lo- love you too we both love the dolphins and for everybody out there, there's only one thing left to say and that is goodbye from perfectville welcome to perfectville as part of the believe podcast network and is brought to you by bet online Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.